Welcome to the Living Strategically podcast. We are Reed and Elizabeth Hewitt, a husband and wife team from South Texas. In our day jobs, we are communications consultants, and we also run Living Strategically. Where we're all about helping you strategically pursue your God-given purpose and make the most of your time on earth. When it comes to personal finance, one of the best lessons to learn is avoiding the use of debt. Debt has become widely accepted in our culture to the point where some people would argue that they cannot survive without it. And we are here to tell you today that there is a better way. So first, let's take a look back at some American history. We live in an age of excess that is fueled by debt. When did debt become so common in our country? Well, our parents were born in the 1950s. Before their time, home mortgages were rare. To purchase a car, you either saved up for it and paid cash, or people with stable incomes could get loans, but they were for 12 months or less. 12 months! That's absolutely not the norm these days. Uh, Car loans can be four years, five years, six years long. But back then, you see, our country got hit hard in 1929 by this thing called the Great Depression. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, Millions of families lost all they had, what they had worked their entire lives to build up. Farms and homes that had mortgages were repossessed by lenders, but there was no one to buy them. So they were really kind of worthless to the lenders who repossessed them. This was a reality check for the entire nation and people were more cautious about borrowing money in the wake of the Great Depression. So then comes World War II in the 1940s. Millions of soldiers returned from war, ready to start families and build businesses. They wanted to go to college, own a home, or advance in their careers. But so many of them did not have credit history. So our government became the lender with the GI Bill, guaranteeing loans for education and housing. It created a great credit boom, and this was the start of a new idea, consumer credit. And as time went on, families got more and more comfortable with taking out a loan or buying things with a payment plan. Fewer families practiced delayed gratification to save up for their next automobile, vacuum cleaner, or living room furniture. They purchased items that they really couldn't afford, presuming upon the future. The attitude was, what's good enough for you is good enough for me. Whatever the majority accepts is the best plan, and we can all go with that. Well, not so much. This debt-oriented mentality kept growing. We saw loans for larger amounts and for longer periods of time. And pretty soon, nearly every segment of our economy was relying on credit or debt to survive. Once credit cards became accepted, Consumers were able to purchase groceries, clothes, monthly utilities, and entertainment without a worry about whether they could afford these items. By the time the 1980s and 1990s came around, debt was the engine that fueled the economy. Debt was a way of life. Families were drowning in payments, and marriages began falling apart under the pressure. Did you know that money problems are one of the most common reasons for divorce? It's no wonder that you can track the American divorce rate on a curve that matches the American debt rate. And over that same period of time in which personal debt skyrocketed, 
government debt was exploding too. Now we're in the year 2020, and our country, on a national level, on both sides of the political aisle, has accepted debt as the norm. Anytime there's any kind of a national problem, our lawmakers just throw borrowed money at it. This was seen most recently with all the stimulus money sent out during the coronavirus. The problem is whether we can afford such spending. How much debt can a nation have before it destroys us, like breaking up a marriage? The bottom line is, you cannot run a country indefinitely on borrowed money. So 20 years ago, Christian financial advisor Larry Burkett wrote a book called Debt-Free Living, and this is one thing he said. I believe that we are headed for a massive economic recession, or depression, during which the present debt cycle will be reversed. Regardless of what anyone says to the contrary, we cannot continue to run our economy on borrowed money. Eventually, the debt burden will become so excessive that even the interest payments cannot be made. He went on to say, those who are caught in the debt cycle during any major recession quickly discover that the rich rules over the poor and the borrower becomes the lender's slave as it says in Proverbs 22.7. 20 years after Larry Burkett wrote those words, his prediction appears even more imminent than ever. As we can see from history, the idea of borrowing has become widely accepted, but it was less than 100 years ago that our country lived through the Great Depression with enormous consequences for those surviving on debt. How quickly we forget. Time will tell if America is going to live through a similar depression, perhaps very soon. In the context of scripture, though, debt is never called an actual sin, but we are warned against it, and it's associated with bondage. In Nehemiah 5, 2-5, the Jewish people cried out in a time of famine because they were drowning in debt to pay taxes, they had to mortgage their fields and vineyards and homes to buy food, and some even had to sell their children into slavery. Verse 5 says, And we are helpless because our fields and vineyards belong to others. It's so sad to read about their terrible situation. It shows how bad things can get when we don't follow God's wisdom. And it makes us wonder, how did the Jewish people get themselves into such a mess? Well, one key is found in Deuteronomy, when the Lord is setting up the foundational commands for the nation of Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 says, Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. And it goes on to describe how their cities will be blessed, their land will be fruitful, their children will be blessed, um, their flocks and herds, the produce of their land will be abundant, their enemies will be defeated, and basically they will abound in prosperity and God will bless the work of their hands if they do things God's way. But then in Deuteronomy 28 verse 15, it says, but it shall come about if you do not obey the Lord your God to observe to do all his commandments and all his statutes with which I charge you today that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And it goes on to say that they would be cursed, their offspring, their produce, their herds, their flocks, 
They would be cursed with sickness and famine in their land. Their sons and their daughters would be sold to slavery and they would be oppressed and crushed continually. So we see the consequences of disobedience to the Lord's commands. We see the bondage that happens with debt. We also see an important comparison for the nation as a whole. Deuteronomy 28, 12, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. As opposed to verse 44, if they don't obey, it says the foreigner or oppressor shall lend to you, but you will not lend to him. He shall be the head and you will be the tail. So the nation that is following God's commands will be blessed. And part of that blessing is to be a lender. The tables turn when the nation stops obeying the Lord, then they become a borrower. And that's the change that we've seen with America. Our culture has stopped honoring the Lord in the public square and we have become a debtor nation. And remember what it said in Proverbs 22, 7, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. So let's bring this home to the personal level. In your own life, you can choose freedom or bondage. Debt may not feel like bondage at first, but the Bible says that it is. You are always better off with the freedom you will find when you follow God's plan. Another author that we love is Ron Blue. He's a financial advisor and he wrote the book, Master Your Money. He says debt has many dangers. It presumes upon the future. It can prohibit a lifestyle of generosity. It can ruin relationships. It can cause you to not be able to provide for your own family. It can cause you to rely on things for your sense of worth and accomplishment. And it can fund greed. Basically, debt is very deceptive. Debt is easy to get into, but extremely difficult to get out of. It creates bondage to the world system and addiction to a certain lifestyle. But the strongest danger that Ron Blue mentions is that depending on the attitude of your heart, debt can be blasphemous. He says, debt is blasphemous when we rely on it and deny God an opportunity to work. He says we must ask ourselves, does God provide for what I want by providing borrowed funds? Or is this me meeting my needs and desires in my own way and timing? In his book, Ron Blue shares Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9, which say, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I also really like the verse in Philippians 4.19 that says, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Biblical wisdom says to wait on God's timing, and he will meet all your needs. But remember, his ways are higher than our ways, so things may look differently than what we're expecting. When we purchase things on credit, it's not a sin. However, God cautions against it. We may be overspending, it's presuming upon our future, and it ends up restricting our freedom in the long run. And it denies God an opportunity to work in his way and in his timing in our lives. And here's a powerful and very convicting quote from Ron Blue's book. Debt is never the real problem. 
It is only symptomatic of real problems. Greed, self-indulgence, impatience, fear, poor self-image, lack of self-worth, lack of self-discipline, lack of faith, and perhaps many others. Now we're getting really personal. If I have a debt problem, do I really have to dig down and uncover the underlying cause? That's kind of a scary thing. But following biblical wisdom will change our behaviors. We'll find such blessings when we can bring God into our problems because he always has the solution to our problems. You know, Dave Ramsey says that personal finance is 20% head knowledge, but 80% behavior. And when you have a lot of borrowing going on, I want to be bold enough to say we've got some bad behaviors happening. Some people get into debt by poor planning or overspending. Uh, maybe a medical emergency comes up. And so sometimes debt can't be avoided in that kind of context. But living a debt-free lifestyle is possible. It just takes a change in behaviors. For example, when we have a large purchase coming up, we usually know about it in advance and we can save for it. It's good to be proactive instead of being reactive. And if we can't get enough saved, then we see if there's anything we can sell to make up the difference. Somehow increase the cash flow. It may even be taking on a second side job. Or maybe we have an extra vehicle, an RV, an extra piece of furniture that we can sell in order to cover that large expense. Maybe your child needs braces or a medical emergency or you want to go on an awesome vacation but that you don't want to put it on a credit card. It may also take some lifestyle adjustments. Another good quote from Ron Blue, he says that being able to afford the payments is not the same thing as being able to afford the item. So where are we overspending? Setting up a budget can really help you in allocating every dollar and seeing what you can and cannot truly afford. Being aware of your financial situation is so much better than burying your head in the sand and just hoping for the best. And something that people, especially in American culture, struggle with is comparisons with others. If your neighbor is drowning in debt, it's a good thing to keep in perspective. I mean, we may not know, but a lot of people in our neighborhoods are. So just because they have awesome cars doesn't mean they can afford it. One of the Ten Commandments says that we shall not covet our neighbor's stuff. It's a good thing to keep in mind to stop comparing yourself with others. And we've also got to be careful with letting too much marketing into our lives. They are self-serving and do not have your best interests in mind. It's just good to limit how much advertising you let into your life. The bottom line is that in reality, you may not be able to buy a new iPhone every year. You may want to save some money and purchase a reliable used vehicle rather than a new car from the dealership. I mean, after all, that new car is going to tend to lose 25 to 30% of its value in the first year alone. You might need to cut up your credit cards to stop the temptation of impulse buying. It depends on your financial goals and your specific income range. I love the quote from Dave Ramsey that says, you will either learn to manage money or the lack of it will always manage you. We are here to tell you that it is possible to live debt-free. It takes changes in daily behaviors, it takes some planning, 
But most importantly, it takes bringing God into your finances and following biblical wisdom. As we've seen today, the Bible says debt is a form of bondage and therefore it is wise to avoid it. Borrowing is hazardous to your financial health. If you've been inspired to take a closer look at your financial situation, we recommend signing up for Financial Peace University. It's a course by Dave Ramsey that will absolutely transform your finances. It's not free, but it is so worth every penny. We went through Financial Peace University when we were early married, and it set us up on a great foundation. You can watch the nine-week class online, or you can join a class at a local church in your area. And you can find out more about it at financialpeace.com. This is not a paid endorsement. We just like recommending this great resource because it really can change your financial outlook. And also in today's episode, you've heard us mention two books that we highly recommend, Debt-Free Living by Larry Burkett and Master Your Money by Ron Blue. You'll find links in the show notes below to both of those resources. Get yourself a copy and learn more about what the Bible says about managing money and possessions. And join us next time for our final episode of our current podcast series, where we talk about reaching financial freedom. All right, y'all. Until next time. Keep living strategically.